2: Good morning. It is Tuesday, December 20th. It is six minutes after 11. You're listening to The Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. So Congress is set to vote on a 4,155 page 1.7 trillion-dollar government funding bill within the next couple of days. Okay, so this is a huge, huge package, and it seems that they're trying to rush this right on through before winter break, and uh, let's try and break it down. The package includes $858 billion in defense funding. That's a 10% increase. Oh, We've got uh, $40 billion for Ukraine aid.
1: Oh.
2: Higher than what the White House expected oh, or requested sure. last month. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Also, in this is a TikTok ban. Oh. <laughs> That's not costing us any more money. There's an Electoral Count Act reform in it, disaster relief. Bill includes forty billion dollars in funding to assist communities across the country recovering from drought, hurricanes, flooding, wildfire, uh, and natural disasters. Uh, okay,
1: I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but let's just cut to the meat and potatoes on this. Yeah. This bill is four thousand one hundred and fifty-five pages.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Casey, mm-hmm. you couldn't read four thousand one hundred and fifty-five pages if you just sat down. I, I guess theoretically, if you said for twenty-four hours straight, mm-hmm. I'm just going to read, and you read a page a minute, mm-hmm. what I mean. Let's see let me do some math here I'm a p- product of the public education system so let's say you could read and then, so i mean e- e- We're we're telling the impossible here. There's no way you could read and understand. Trust me, someone who used to read and attempt to understand government documents, there's no way you could read and understand it. But let's just pretend that you could read and fully digest. All right, so 60 pages a minute Mm -hmm. times 24 hours is 1,440. So 4,155 divided by 1,440 would mean if you read nonstop and never slept Mm -hmm. for 2.88 days, Mm -hmm. you could... Conceivably, read read this whole document. read this whole document, yeah. and they're gonna. I'm gonna guarantee you they'll vote on it before Christmas. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's the plan.
1: Nobody reads anything. They have no idea what's in any of this. And the Republicans are gonna give it to them. This is what people need to realize. Why am I the way I am to the Republicans? Because they have all the leverage right now. The Republicans are about to inherit the lower chamber, the the chamber that controls the money. Mm-hmm. All they have to do, Casey, is play four corners defense in the Senate. Even if you're going to say we're going to pass another week-long spending bill, which is egregious in and of itself. But even if you go along with that, beginning the first, you know, middle of January, when everybody's sworn in, you guys control everything. You can cut spending, which you say you want to do. You get inflation under control, which you say you want to do. You can do all the things because you control the money. And if Biden wants to keep the federal government open then he has to go along with you. You now become an intimate part of the equation. But the Republicans are proving once again... That they do not actually care about inflation. They do not care about the national debt. They do not care about government accountability. They do not care about government spending. They don't even care about reading because there's no way any of them are getting remotely close to reading this. This is why I'm totally done with 99.5% of these people not named Ron DeSantis, because they're all losers and they're all zeros. How many pages a minute did you say?
2: Sixty pages a minute?
1: If, no, I'm saying is if you did if, if you did one page a minute, mm-hmm. so that's sixty pages I can't even an even read hour. This R- no, you can't. <laughs> Nobody can. I mean, think about it on, on, on one hand, you can count Thomas Massey, Rand Paul, maybe Ted Cruz, maybe Mike Lee, maybe Josh Hawley. And what? I guarantee Todd Young's going to roll over and play dead for this because he rolls. There's no way Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell's made the deal. It's 50 50. He's got to get 10 Republicans to vote for this. hmm. There's no way without Republican support they could pass this. They're not trying to do it through reconciliation. The Republicans aren't fighting on anything. I guarantee you, Todd Young, and why wouldn't he? Because he votes for all these continuing spending bills. Mm -hmm. This is the point. I'm done with these people. I've been done with them. I hope you people who voted for Todd Young and these Republicans in the Congress are... Finally, at some point, will you finally wake up, there is no difference between these two parties. There's absolutely none. There are a minute amount of people in elected office in the Republican Party who are different, but the parties as a collective, no difference totally done with them. Sit in your stew and enjoy your inflation.
2: It's 10 minutes after 11 with the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. And let's talk about the Twitter files. They're offering more revelations on the company's suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story. It has prompted another reckoning for outlets who dismissed the story the first time. Uh, This time it is the FBI disturbing new files revealing how the ex-FBI officer turned Twitter lawyer held a secret one-on-one briefing with the bureau before pushing the social media network to suppress the laptop store.
1: It's so convoluted; it's hard to even say, yeah. right? It's even it's even hard to get so, get the words out. So James, uh, Jim Baker, not the famous Republican Jim Baker, longtime counsel to the Bushes and I think Reagan and the
2: former FBI guy. Yeah, d- yep.
1: different guy um, has signed a letter, and this mm-hmm. is according to Daily Mail, thanking the FBI for convincing social media networks that the hunter biden laptop story was fake mm-hmm. uh, and you know if he did it on twitter mm-hmm. you know he didn't just stop there and go oh well i convinced twitter thanks a lot you know facebook instagram i mean i know they're owned by the same people but you know this was a concerted effort and you gotta say casey why wouldn't they because they keep getting away with it.
2: Okay, so Republican Mike Turner said that the FBI is now facing subpoenas, or they will. And Karine Jean-Pierre, of course, was asked about it, and... Do you think she had an answer? No, 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 she didn't.
3: Uh, the latest Twitter files showed that the intelligence community was actively involved in discrediting the Hunter Biden laptop story. Does it bother the president and those at the White House that a government agency like the FBI was involved in suppressing a legitimate news story?
0: Again, I'm, I'm just going to refer you to the FBI. I'm not going
3: to
1: comment from here about that.
2: No comment. Okay, so the Twitter files also revealed that the FBI paid Twitter over $3 million between October 2019 to early 21. So, taxpayers paid Twitter via the FBI to suppress stories about What's the
1: problem here? Is that wrong? Is that is that not what you would expect your government to be doing? It is not. It's not. Uh, Elon
2: Musk recently asked Twitter users if he should step down as the head of Twitter. This was in a new poll. Did you vote? Uh, I did vote, and I said, no, don't step down.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, although it looks like we lost. I
2: know. It was 57 to 42. Here's
1: the thing, though. There is no way that a billionaire Mm -hmm. and someone the intelligence and wealth of Elon Musk put that poll up not knowing what the results would be. And that's why he tweeted a few hours later something like, be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. So, whether that is, he's got a flood of new investors that will be Saudi money, or he's going to pick Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. or whatever. Clearly, he knew what the results were going to be, which is why he asked the question, because he wants to get out of it, and he has someone totally ready to go. In that position,
0: he's
2: probably on the been on the search for his Absolutely. CEO replacement, Absolutely. and then put the poll out. Absolutely, but I'm sure his investors at Tesla have grown tired of the Twitter chaos, and he's been distracted from being CEO of the car company. Well, it is which in- is his main source of his income and his wealth.
1: Well, it is interesting, right? I mean, Twitter is really important what's going on there right now. And Elon Musk deserves a lot of praise for what he's done with Twitter so far. But if you are a person who has a whole bunch of money wrapped up in, let's say, your 401k or your retirement or whatever, aren't you mildly nervous that this guy has spent that much time Mm -hmm. on a side pet project? Shiny new toy. Which not only has he clearly then been distracted from the company that you're invested in, but also, he is potentially alienating people from purchasing the product based on, we all know how liberals hold a grudge and won't shop with conservatives or whatever. So, I, I can see where you would be a little nervous if you had large amounts of money wrapped up in Tesla, which is why, Casey, I don't do the stock market. You know how I wrap my money up in? Me.
2: <laughs> in your mattress? Because I only have myself <laughs> in a
1: backyard somewhere. Because mm-hmm. I only have myself... Stock market's just super risky because of stuff like this. I mean, think about the amount of money people who are in Tesla have lost over the past several months.
2: Okay, so shares of Tesla are down 35% yeah. since Musk took over Twitter but on it's, October 27th.
1: But it's really no different than Facebook. I mean, think about it. If you are were in Facebook, you served at the whim of a, a madman child genius mm-hmm. who comes up with this meta thing, which has been a colossal disaster. So even when it's not political, you're if you're invested in companies, you're fortune rests on the decisions, especially in tech companies, of largely long-term, unproven entities that are often run by people who are both genius and madman at the same Mm -hmm. time.
2: Okay, quickly, let's talk about this. Harvey Weinstein was found guilty of rape. Yeah. It's his second sexual assault case. Uh, he's been found guilty on three of the seven charges.
1: Is this the greatest fall in Hollywood history? Him? Yeah, I mean, where he was at, the power he mm-hmm. had, and and not so much even that, but at this stage of his life, right? Like, it wasn't like, oh, this playboy in his 20s or 30s, right? Mm-hmm. It was a guy who had been the king of the industry or one of the kings of industry mm-hmm. for decades mm-hmm. and this late in life for him to have such a colossal topple and fall i starting to think i can't think of anybody that you could even compare it to
2: yeah he'll be spending the autumn of his life behind bars right what a polar opposite from where he was he's right now serving a 23 year sentence Already, yeah, and more convictions are just coming in. So, yeah, you're probably right. One of the uh, the biggest falls from grace ever. It is 17 minutes after 11. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC.
1: With with the waitress. Yeah, the way well, I, I always, always do. do. <laughs> How was I to know? With the Russians to ah. Oh!
2: 20 minutes after 11 with the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. My goal
1: is to put a smile on Kevin's face mm-hmm.
3: at least twice a day. Yeah, it brings a lot of joy I to my coming, life. Yeah.
2: Keep going.
3: No, I think I've
1: done you it. You enough. <laughs> I've, sung, I've sung enough. <laughs>
2: okay, okay. Hey, let's talk about Eric Holcomb. You just go for something that brings me great joy to something that brings me great misery. That's
1: I, I teed it up just like that, just to watch your face. Think about the diversity though of the bumper music that we have on this show. Where else are you going to hear some real solid Warren Zevon and Bruce Springsteen deep cut in the same show? It feels like most talk radio shows they've got a score of about twenty songs that they roll through. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Kevin's out here, Atlantic City, mm-hmm. Lawyers, Guns, and Money. Yeah.
3: Well, they, they work. Uh, they go with their playlist, yeah. you know, and they stick to that. But this I'm, is, this I'm going is going wh- with the yeah, musical. Yeah, you, you mean the hits? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. hits. The hits. <laughs> but we're more cultured yeah, here. Yeah,
1: no, we're a higher brow show, okay. and so, and the one thing Kevin will do is he will play songs often that fit with the theme mm-hmm, of what mm-hmm. we're talking about.
2: He's right. taking it next
1: level. Yeah.
2: Uh, lawyers, guns, and money's not the case with yeah, this story. This is not a theme. Well, he's
1: taking all of our money.
2: Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, that's true. Yeah.
1: I mean it's always a theme for the Republican Party. And he's always <laughs> surrounded by lawyers. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. What's right. what's Holcomb doing now? What's what's how is he making my life more difficult? What's going on?
2: <laughs> he wants uh teachers to be paid more. Oh of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: right. Because you have a question here. So he said teachers should be paid more. Mm-hmm. Um that's despite the fact that in the biennial budget, uh so roughly nineteen billion dollars of our Uh, state money goes to public education, that's not enough. Did he uh, question, because you have the story in front of you, I I Mm -hmm. don't have it in front of me, and Mm -hmm. I have no reason to doubt that he actually said this. Did he say anything about uh, nurses? Nope. No pay increase for the nurses? No. What about cops?
2: Mm, No.
1: Nothing in there for cops. How about, um, oh, I don't know. How about, uh, you know, doctors? Anything in there for doctors? Mm -mm. No. Uh, Mm -mm. Anything for uh, plumbers? Mm -mm. Carpenters? No. Um, No. No. Radio Just broadcasters.
2: Especially
1: now. So he's very focused on the teachers getting more money.
2: Uh-huh. And he wants to do it before he leaves office.
1: Oh, so this budget, really, because you got to pass. This is the last budget that mm-hmm. he will pass as the governor.
2: Yes. And they approved a $1.9 billion increase for K-12 through
1: schools. Now, I thought in the last, remember, uh, well, you weren't here yet, but when uh, they did the budget in 20. This, was, this would have been 2020, they were throwing COVID money. The federal Todd Young, mm-hmm. this Duke of Spendingburg, and, and Schumer, and Pelosi, and McConnell were throwing money at states like it was going out of style. And like $2 billion came in at the end of that, and they took a billion dollars and just said, here, catch to the teachers. Mm-hmm. I thought that was supposed to be for the teacher raises. I thought the referendums, like in places like Genevon were supposed to be for the, the teacher raises, How is it that the teachers, we keep spending more money, but it appears there's never enough money for teachers, and why is it the teachers are the only public servants we seem to care about making sure they get more money?
2: The administrators seem to be doing okay.
1: Well, okay, so this is what's interesting. I had a dear friend of mine, who shall remain nameless, who actually works in state government, and I will not name this person for fear that they would be tarred, feathered, and excommunicated from the state government, because here's the thing. And if you are a state employee and you don't speak out, well then you need to speak out right mm-hmm. and sometimes people speak out through me and that's fine but there's so many people who know how wholly ridiculous all of this is that we pander to one select group of people right how many people whether you're a local street worker or a sanitation wor- a sewer you know work for a sewer you know municipal utility like you have just terrible jobs nope Nothing for you, but the teachers. Didn't they just get a raise? They need more of a raise. And people look at that and say, you're you're pandering. It's like that Doden guy running for governor. Mm-hmm. You had a year, and what was your big plan? No taxes for teachers. Right. Well, again, what about nurses? What about cops? What about firemen, firewomen? Like, what What about, no, 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 do teachers. Just teachers. Because we fear the voting block, and that's why they do it. So this was an interesting study um, about the growth in staff. Mm-hmm in public education since 2000. And since 2000, I believe this is nationwide, we've seen an 88% increase in administrative Mm -hmm. cost and money in public education. Somebody who's never in a classroom in terms of teaching, somebody who's not working with the children. We're talking like your superintendents, your assistant superintendents, the staff affiliated with them. Mm -hmm. An 88% increase in administrative staff. Why isn't that money going to the teachers? Uh, 37% increase in principal and assistant principal uh, compared to what is roughly an 8% Mm -hmm. increase in student population and in teacher pay. So the top of the food chain Mm -hmm. is getting all the money. 88%
2: 88% increase, yeah. There
1: are superintendents in this state- not equivalent to the amount of students. There are superintendents in the state, Casey, there are many, in fact, who make over $200,000 a year, plus a car, plus a cell phone, plus all the benefits. Why? Why is somebody who's not in the classroom and multiple people who are not in the classroom making these six-figure salaries?
2: Holcomb says, we're moving in the right direction, we're just not there yet, and we have the ability- uh, and the, the financial wherewithal to continue to make gains. He said the average teacher is almost at 57000 and he wants to get them up to sixty before he leaves office. Actually, something he ran on and now he's got limited time.
1: By the way, this the statistics I read from you was from the National Center for Education Statistics. Mm-hmm. And th- th- this is what people need to realize. And I've said this for years and this is how I've defeated referendums in the past. And I think it resonates with people. There will never be enough money. It is not a revenue problem. It is an allocation of resources problem. And when you have people at the top of the food chain making $200,000 a year or more, plus car, plus cell phone, plus bennies, plus retirement, that's not helping the kids. Not helping the kids at all, and we never hear. Well, hey, maybe the superintendent should make a twenty, per, take a twenty percent pay cut, and instead of two hundred thousand a year, make I don't know one hundred and sixty thousand a year. And why don't we divvy that up? That would give forty teachers. $1,000 each? Mm-hmm. Nope, never hear that. Why don't we see the superint the assistant superintendents who are making, you know, $150,000 a year? Why don't they take 20% pay cuts, $30,000? Boy, we just found $70,000 and I promise you, if you're making $160,000 a year, which is what the superintendent would be making, or if you're making $120,000 a year, which what would, would would be what the assistant superintendent would then be making, you're not needing to visit a soup kitchen to pay for your meals. You're not in the assisted housing program anywhere. But we don't do that because we we in the state, and we by we, I mean the state government, the Republicans, are totally petrified of uninformed, angry, red-shirted teachers who will go down there and scream at them at the behest of these overpaid superintendents and principals to do their bidding.
2: Okay, so he's a political operative, and I'm changing the subject oh, here. Oh, okay. Uh, coming up next, political operative mr stone no no coming
1: up next we got abdul
2: oh right we do have abdul don't we oh gosh thank you for reminding us but can we get to roger stone later in the hour absolutely i love roger stone because this is a guy who says he knows who killed kennedy and we'll get to that coming up from 93 WIBC. abdul is up next life is full of things to manage your work your family your plans and your treatment consider kesimta ofatumumab 20 milligram injection you can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
1: It is the Kendall and Casey show? I'm Rob Casey's here, and Casey, oh, look who it is. It's Abdul. An author, a broadcaster, provocateur, the next mayor of the uh, city of Indianapolis. Abdul, keeps you How are you, my friend? I
0: don't know about all that, but thank you. Well, you're welcome for the.
1: Uh, your, thanks for the kind introduction, would have been more than enough. All right, so let's get to this poll. Uh, Casey and I talked about it earlier that came out on this U.S. Senate primary. Now, it came from a group called Bellwether Research. And you, uh, earlier today, when we were taking uh, State House happenings, made a very interesting point on who the Bellwether Research people. Are.
0: Yes, that is uh, Christine Matthews, known her, known her for years. She used to poll for Mitch Daniels a, a long time ago. Uh, Republican pollster, uh, very credible uh and just a good person overall.
1: Yeah, so that that it will come into uh importance here in just a moment. But first, so they they did two polls on the US Senate race and the first poll was without Mitch Daniels and the second poll was with Mitch Daniels. Let's talk about without first because you've said and and it I think it's interesting. You said it doesn't matter what these polls say. You don't think Mitch Daniels is running for anything.
0: No, I don't. Why? Uh First of all, why would he? Uh, why run for? running right Number one, why run again N- for? Government? I don't know narcissism power. I don't know. Pick a, a b- <laughs> billion reasons. Yeah, but that but that's not Mitch. I mean, I mean he's got an ego. But then again, in politics, you got to have an ego. Yeah. Uh, but as far as being a narcissist, no, because 'cause I'm one, and he's never at the <laughs> meetings. Um, <laughs> So no, I, I don't see him running for governor. Did it twice. I don't see him running for the for the U.S. Senate. Been to Washington D.C. Worked in the White House. I don't, what what what's to be gained?
1: Yeah. Okay. So without Daniels in the race, which is where you think it is, Bellwether Research has Rokita mm-hmm. as the leader at sixteen percent, and then Banks at fourteen, Sparks at thirteen, and then Hollingsworth at eleven, and then the rest are someone else or the, unsure. But the number one
0: candidate is a guy named Unsure. Well, okay. <laughs> are
1: you surprised? That Rokita is at the top of this list because we keep hearing, well, Banks is probably getting in, and Sparks is probably getting yeah, but, in, and yeah, Hollingsworth but, is probably getting in. Yeah,
0: but Rokita being at the top of this list is like being valedictorian in summer school. It's like what does it really mean at the at the at the end of the day? I mean, he's at sixteen percent, what? Banks at fourteen, Victoria's at twelve. What's the March of Era three percent? So basically it's a three way tie. Yeah, well, and,
1: and he's not you say you don't think he's running. You think he's happy being or at least he's content being attorney general.
0: I yeah, yeah, I, I would say content. I would say small C content. Yeah, because he would totally
1: run for this if he thought he had a very clear path to do it, right? right? It's not that he doesn't want to be a senator. Clearly, look at how he behaved when he ran for Senate the last time. He desperately wants to be a senator. But you're, it's more of a thing where I've got this safe Attorney General seat. I'm not going to risk it running for U.S. Senate.
0: Or I can't run for anything else, so I'm going to say Attorney General. Oh, is somebody else telling him he can't run for anything else? Well, no, I think it's him. Oh. Uh, he actually... Actually, Todd Rokita does have some sense of self, political self-awareness, <laughs> and uh, like I said, uh, like I mentioned in, in State House Happenings, uh, back during session, I heard through the rumor mill that he said he wasn't going to run. He was going to run again for Attorney General because the job was just so important uh, that mm-hmm. he was the only one who could do it. And so I'm, I'm going. I'm not going to run for a governor or, or U.S. Senate because those jobs aren't, aren't aren't as important as Attorney General is. He's needed. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, he's needed. So now Casey, um, in Statehouse Happenings, I told Abdul and uh, Micah was with us uh, this week on State House Happenings. That in uh, 2023, my goal is to have more rich friends. Oh, good. I'm going to start hanging out with more super rich people because, look, I've been hanging out with you and Abdul for (laughs) long enough and it has garnered, look at what it's garnered me. Um, And so, with that in mind, I really like, uh, and look, I've been very critical of Trey Hollingsworth over voting for the uh, January 6th committee and using his family money to buy a public office. Uh, You know, I'm done with that. I'd like to apologize to Trey, even though he did do all those things in lieu of needing more really rich friends. Mm I like Hollingsworth at 11% here because he's got infinite money. And when you got infinite money and you're within striking distance, mm-hmm. that goes a
0: long way. What say you, Abdul? Um, it doesn't it doesn't hurt. Let's put it that way. Uh, but also too, well, once again, it is with, with all the polls out right now for particularly for the governor's race, which is almost like twenty three months. Yeah, for, from now. Some did It is like way. This way, is just something for us to talk about. Yeah, th- this is more like watching The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Just see who's who's going to get yeah. the rose this week. But <laughs> but it's just way too early uh, to be saying who's who's ahead and who's behind. Particularly well, particularly when you look at the, the U.S. Senate race with Mitch Daniels not in the picture. They're all basically tied.
2: If he passes out that money, he'll sway a lot of those unjust. Sure, is his way.
0: Yeah, money, money. There's nothing, <laughs> uh, nothing
1: convinces me like cash, Casey. Oh, you didn't mean buying votes. You meant like running oh, TV ads uh, and things yeah, of that running, nature. Running yeah. Uh, okay, so the other part of this poll from Bellwether Research, they included Mitch Daniels mm-hmm. in the poll, and when Mitch Daniels is included in the poll for U.S. Senate, overwhelmingly the favorite, 32 percent. Banks at 10, Hollingsworth at nine, and then Sparks at seven, Roquete all the way down at seven as well. Is the legacy of Mitch Daniels that strong? Is that it? Because I mean, there's nothing he's done. He has not been in public office for ten. What has been ten well, years? Well, he's been ahead of Purdue. Yeah, but that's not. A, I mean, that's not a public office. He's not cutting taxes. He's not you know building infrastructure.
0: He's not doing any of those things. I mean, that that is the legacy and the idea of Mitch Daniels is just that strong. I uh, I would say yes. Uh, also, to keep in mind is uh, Mitch Daniels has about, I would say in the Republican primary, as they say, has about 40% of the vote he sort of walks in with. Because once again, Dick Lugar, 40% when he lost Richard Murdoch. Dan Coates, 40% when he won the, the, the Senate uh, race back in 2010. So once again, that there's that, there's that 39, 35, 40% number that, that's showing its head again. I take that out, then you get you know sort of everybody else out there.
1: Yeah. Is, is, does he not want to do it because he's done with politics? I mean, is that why you think, because, I mean, this is like, and again, it's forever. But is it also a thing where politics has changed dramatically since the last time Mitch Daniels ran for public office? I mean, they're, if Todd Rokita or Jim Banks or Victoria Sparts get into this, they're sharks, man. I mean, they're not just going to go, well, Mitch Daniels is in. I might as well just applaud and say, good job and enjoy your Senate seat. And he doesn't want to go through the modern grind of politics.
0: I, I think Mitch Daniels could. And actually, I think he'd do very well because Mitch Daniels is still the sharpest guy uh, in the room. Uh, so that's kind of point number one. If anybody were to hit him, I'm sure he would hit back just you know three times. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. I yeah, definitely. Really? Don't don't don't, don't let Mitch Daniels' pleasant demeanor. Fool no in like, any Anyway, shape. Well, now I'm kind of rooting for him to win. I any, want to any, see. Let's see Mitch Daniels getting mean and nasty. Uh, because remember, Mitch Daniels wrote the song "Won't You Come Home," Pat Bauer. <laughs> When the when the Democrats fled to Illinois during the doing the right to work. Yes. yeah, Yeah, Miss Sanders wrote the song Won't You Come Home, Bill Bow ba- Bill uh, Pat Bauer. Yeah.
1: Okay, uh Abdul's with us. We're talking about this bellwether research poll. Uh, in regards to the governor's race, and there was a very high ranking uh Mike Braun person who Uh, Look, Casey, I can give Braun's people credit. I've been uh, rather mean uh, to Mike Braun about his voting for uh, all the Holcomb tax increases in the Mm -hmm. General Assembly, but they Mm -hmm. still correspond with me. They said their internals mirror this, and it shows Braun at 25, Rokita at 9, Crouch at 7, Hollingsworth at 6, and Doden at 3. Again, 40% unsure. If you're Suzanne Crouch, are you worried that you're that far behind Braun, or are you just saying, "Well, that's forever," and I'll just wow people with my red glasses and my charisma?
0: Um, I would say no, because number one, um, when when the poll was conducted, I want to say Braun had already the news was already out that Braun was going to run for yes, governor, right? Correct. <laughs> Suzanne, her her name wasn't out there yet, so that's that's also part of the the timing thing when you whenever you do polling. Yeah. So I. W- <clears throat> I mean, like I said, it's it's a beauty contest. It's sort of a starting point. Yeah. But I wouldn't put...
1: Does Suzanne have to come up with a way to convince people like me that she's somehow not accountable for the Holcomb administration, or is she just going to bank on, well, screw that dude, and I'll find uh, another s- couple of suckers somewhere else?
0: I'd say... I'd say- for you, that part would be true. For everybody else, it'd probably be a little, a, little, a little different. Is she gonna try? I mean, I mean, yeah, because we asked her, like, you know, are you worried that your yeah, associate- you just interviewed her, yeah, right? Yeah, on uh, this up on in Politics, I was like, are you worried that your association with Governor Holcomb will hurt you in the Republican primary? She said, no, not really. She says she stands by, you know, her her decision, her credentials, in the whole nine yards. So I don't think she doesn't think that. So if she's standing by Holcomb,
1: she doesn't think that Holcomb's a liability in a Republican primary.
0: She, th- she, she thinks there, there, there'll, be, there'll be some pushback, yes, but she stands by her record. Oh, well, that'll give me something to look forward to uh, trying to prove a point then.
2: Is she standing by her record or is she standing behind her resume?
0: Because I know that she has said, I'm the most experienced here. Um, I would say both. Because she, she was a county auditor, county commissioner, state auditor, state rep. Career politician, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but but sometimes, and, and see, we'll have to talk about this sometime in, uh, in January, because... When people say I don't want a professional politician, look. Like, well, I don't want an amateur. Politician. Why? I
1: was an amateur, and look what a great job I did. Yeah, exactly. Nobody ever uh, cut more
0: taxes or built more roads or reformed more government. And you're still complaining about the government. Well, so. Yeah, because once I <laughs> handed it back to
1: the idiots in my town, look what they did with it. But it was great when I was running.
0: Point is, though. Uh, you don't You don't want new people in the system? Well, I, I want new people in the system, but I don't necessarily think being an amateur politician it, it automatically qualifies you more uh-huh. more than anybody else. Well, you're, you're an amateur. You're running. No, I'm not an amateur. I'm a professional.
1: You've never been a politician
0: before. Well, some people say have been a politician all oh, my life. Oh, <laughs> I see. By the way, real quick before I let you go,
1: <laughs> you haven't officially rolled out your exploratory committee yet, so I can't write you a check. Uh, at this time, but how has your pre-rollout rollout been going since last week?
0: Activists are going very well. Uh, I've had friends who, uh, some on the far right, some on the far left, who would never ever agree to do agree on anything together. Yeah. Said, so, "Do we like the we like thought you running from mayor? Let us know what you decide to do." All
1: right. The uh, only one and only Bill boss. Are you doing anything for the station this weekend? Are
0: you helping? Uh... Uh, it's Christmas weekend, so oh, I'm doing the same thing that you are.
1: Yeah, it's a basketball, it's a football. It's Christmas music. There's always a whole bunch of reasons you can't have have a show but I'll,
0: be, I'll be back uh the next week okay great
1: uh all right uh, merry christmas uh well i guess we'll uh, i won't talk to you. so merry christmas and a happy new year to you my friend
0: hey you guys too
2: it's the Kendall and casey show on 93 wibc life is full of things to manage your work your family your plans and your treatment consider kesimpta ofatumumab 20 milligram injection you can take it yourself from the comfort of home if you're ready for something different Ask your healthcare provider about KeySympta and check out the details at KeySympta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. So you're going to take Kevin out tomorrow for dinner after the show and you're buying? Well, dinner's
1: a strong word. I mean, dinner yeah. implies like you Linner, might. And it's not
3: just me. It's also Allison.
2: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. Allison's going too. It's a Christmas uh, dinner to say thank you to our producers who have worked uh, so hard for the year. I, of course, took you out to mm-hmm. dinner with Kevin a couple weeks ago in mm-hmm. which you spent 93 minutes tr- to order a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these has the most amount of grape content in it? And she
3: was asking if it was old world wine or new world. <laughs>
1: you guys. And this very
2: poor, strange. And this
1: poor waitress is like. this. None of this lady, is true, by lady, the way. It's none wine. Of this. It's a wine at a sports bar even did in that downtown thing. Indianapolis. Yeah, she did that thing
3: where she like spins the wine glass around.
2: You guys are painting me to be a real pretentious jerk, and no, that's just, not how it happened I just at was, all. I, you
1: you're do, cultured. You did seem like the sort of person who would witness a potential crime scene and not call the police for twelve <laughs> hours, as we discussed earlier in the uh, in the program. So no, it'll be the last mentor session of the year with Kevin, because mm-hmm. I will be out mm-hmm. for the remainder of the year. But and as
2: you said, you're taking Allison too. Yeah,
1: Al, I felt Allison needs a little mentoring.
2: I don't. I don't know if that's
1: she wanted to come
2: okay well she can go for the for the food I don't know about the mentoring I don't know if that's appropriate for her to be mentored from you why
3: what about just career advice
1: yeah, exactly. or something like that I mean I would talk I would men- allow that. I would mentor <laughs> Allison differently than I would Kevin but she look this has become a big thing around this station mm-hmm. our little uh, mentorship. Program, you've had the joy of experiencing it Mm -hmm. in person with a ninety-one (laughs) dollar bottle of a glass of wine at your fingertips. Six (laughs) dollars, whatever.
2: (laughs) Are you going to start charging? (laughs) You should. This could be a side hustle for you. Well, we
1: play those. The guy that's got the smoking seminars Mm -hmm. on the station. We should have the Rob Kendall uh, mentorship uh, seminars. Life advice. By the way, and other rambling. I was gone a half a week. Mm -hmm. Did we ever get an? answer on our old boy that works down the hall from okay, us. Okay, you're
2: talking about the date? Yes. Uh, Where the guy took the girl on the date and took her shopping I, on date one. I haven't seen him since we've talked about this. I
1: actually this.
3: did talk to him briefly. He said that she is his girlfriend now. <sighs> no,
1: she did not. You stop. That's what he said. No, you stop. <laughs> I said, go talk to him. You stop. Is he here today? I think
3: he's probably around here, moseying around.
1: That. So, the, there's so no it way. Worked. There's, there, it no, worked. It th- worked. No, that is not a...
3: Well, Casey. and I also learned that he also kind of knew her previously. Hmm. Yeah, but that's not a a week
1: is not a girlfriend. Hmm. That's not a girlfriend. Hmm. There's, yeah, that is very that moved very quickly. Does she know that she's considered his girlfriend? <laughs> This has this, this
2: has is the girl who wasn't tagged in the photo. Yes,
1: yeah, so the, so the, if you're new to the program, we have somebody who works in our building, a young person mm-hmm. who I have not taken out to mentor, but I clearly need to take out to mentor. He
2: needs to be on the list, but he
1: is a big fan of what we do, and so <laughs> I was talking to him, and he, I said, "What's going on? What what you know? What's happening in your existence?" And mm-hmm. he uh, said he was taking this girl out, and again, not that I notice appearances, but it was very clear that mm-hmm. there was a. Theory of two appearance violation Violation. going on here, Mm -hmm. and as a mentor, Mm -hmm. it gave me great concern about what could be happening. So I said, "Well, where are you taking this this girl?" Mm -hmm. and he said, "I'm taking her shopping," and mm-hmm. then it turned out he was going to spend a hundred dollars on her, plus buy her dinner and whatever else.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was two hundred in total.
1: Yeah, and so and I you became, thought
3: that was a bit extreme for date.
2: No way it
1: ends well. There's yeah. no, there's no way it ends well because this is not, this guy is not fall on top of your girl pit bull type of person. So <laughs> I don't think he's maneuvering in that that fashion, and then whatever it was, that was on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. By like a Monday, Mm -hmm. there's an untagged Mm -hmm. photo of them together with no context, and it's in the story, so it'll disappear, so it's not on the account. And I said, I think there's a major party foul going on here because if that is your girlfriend or you're having consensual interpersonal relations together. Mm -hmm. You're wanting everybody to know that. You're tagging. You're Mm -hmm. I'm so glad Cindy is in my life. You know, whatever the kids say now. And there was none of that. And now you're telling me that this guy after four days is claiming that's his girlfriend? That's what he told me on Friday. Hmm. We've got to do something about this. (laughs) Did you follow up? Did you do did you say what do you mean she's your girlfriend?
3: Well, I uh, I was asking him. He did tell me, like I mentioned before, that he knew her. I guess his cousins knew her.
1: There's lots of people that I know and that my cousins know. They're not my girlfriend after four days. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and um, that's pretty much all I got.
1: Hmm. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin! You didn't, uh, no follow-ups? No, right. what, what the hell is this photo in stories? It's disappearing. Why aren't you tagging her? Why well, is I just kind of
3: took his word for it and you just know, said, what? you know, like,
1: it seems like everything went well. I'm wondering if this he is why. No, this no. Wait, hang on. This is why people <laughs> vote the way they do. We just take the politician's word for it right. and assume everything's going to go well.
2: Well, I'm wondering if maybe he didn't tag her. Maybe she's not on social media.
1: No, she's on. That's how he pulled it up. It was on that Instagram thing. That's how he pulled when <sighs> he initially right, showed he me. That's right. Because he was showing off yeah. pictures
3: of her from her
1: Instagram page. Yes, Kevin.
3: Page. That, that is a good
1: point. Yeah. No. That. T- uh-huh. Whatever. I just.
2: Okay, well, maybe he needs to be on. Maybe you need to take him instead of Allison. No, I'm taking If a... you ask me, Allison's got her stuff together. Allison. Especially compared to
1: this. Allison has already. It's not because you don't come because you need help. It comes because you <laughs> yeah. want to expand your horizons, Casey. <laughs> I think she's going Nobody for the thinks free meal. Allison... She's Nobody... going for the free food. Uh, Allison was. And Kevin saw, saw. When I asked her, she was like. Yeah, I want in on the mentoring session. She wants yeah. to hang out with us. We're her friends.
2: Yeah. She does. She's a lot of fun too. She yeah. just wants to have a good time. I don't know about the mentoring. Well, we were going go to dial the- that <laughs> dial that down. They were they it's were Christmas. Go- dial it down. Kevin,
1: <laughs> do you want your life altered tomorrow, or do you just want to just sit around and stare out the window? What do you want?
3: I'd say like, let's keep it casual. See, he just I wants mean, to have fun. <laughs> it, it, it's not gonna be—it's not gonna be the same type of conversation that you and I normally no, no, have. It, it won't. You be. know, it's not two
1: dudes. But we don't really know much about Allison. Yeah, like we know the the high level Allison mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I need to learn some things about Allison you're going to gonna help have to ask her. some questions right absolutely and that's yeah. what I do I am a I have very few talents but mm-hmm. I'm a good question Ask her. Yeah, you are. I'm terrible at evaluating my own life, but Mm -hmm. other people's lives Mm -hmm. I can certainly really just put under a microscope and find out all the flaws in in your Now
3: you don't want this to be an interrogation. Let's keep it casual. No,
1: that's fine.
3: (laughs) And and you
2: know the best part about when you ask a question is you actually have to listen to the answer. Yeah. Okay.
1: What are you saying? I don't normally do that. Are you trying to. (laughs) Hey, I wasn't invited to the meal, so I'm just. You already been invited.
2: I'm doing the mentoring live on air
1: right now. You have already been invited (laughs) to a session and we spent most of our time there figuring out what kind of wine you were going to drink.
3: It definitely won't be your last session.
2: So not true.
3: You'll be invited again. (laughs) I can't
2: wait. Hey, let's talk about uh, Roger Stone (laughs) changing the subject. He's got a new book out, and it's about the assassination called uh, The Assassination of Kennedy, and it's called The Man Who Killed Kennedy, The Case Against LBJ. He hopes it's going to break through the mainstream media. He said, right now, my uphill fight is to get some coverage. So this is not nothing, because he has has worked on the Nixon, Reagan, and Bush presidential campaigns. He helped down in Florida in the year 2000 for the uh, election recount the numbers. So he's got some inner workings. And uh, there's a lot of JFK conspiracy theories out there. Some blame the mafia. Some blame the CIA. Some blame the far right. Some blame the far left. And he's got an answer all on his own of who did it.
1: Roger, what was it that drove you to write this book in in just a minute,
3: uh, I had a conversation when I was working for former President Richard Nixon.
1: This conversation, in which he had a couple cocktails, uh, and I asked him point blank, "Who killed John F. Kennedy?" <laughs> uh, kind of shuddered and said, "Let me put it to this way: Lyndon and I both wanted to be president. The difference was, I wasn't willing to kill for it." Wow. Can you picture, I mean, just the visual of a boozed-up Nixon Mm -hmm. just rambling on about alleging Johnson killed Kennedy?
2: Now, there's no, I mean, he's got no evidence. No, of course not. You know who did it? Nothing other than an undocumented conversation. You know
1: why there's no evidence? Because you know who did it? Oswald. (laughs) Sometimes the most simple answer is the one Mm -hmm. we refuse to believe. And I heard this years ago, and it's very true. We live in what I call an equal society, like where things have to be equal and make sense. And America has such a hard time and has always had such a hard time believing that someone as inconsequential as Oswald could have such power over the nation and take out somebody named Kennedy. Vincent Bugliosi, who is the prosecutor for Charles Manson, wrote, this has been about 15 years ago, wrote a lengthy book on how Oswald did it alone. And it is incredibly compelling that if you're actually just, the problem is there's just so many things that you can never answer to the nth degree. And there's always some little bit of doubt. And it happens like in all sorts of things. They just don't get the microscope that the Kennedy assassination does. And Mm -hmm. because it's Kennedy, you go, well, what about this, Mm -hmm. what about that? You could do that with any case you, you want. Oswald did it, he acted alone, case closed.
2: So this is coming from the guy Keep in mind, who said that there's a demonic portal that's opening above the White House, and it happened right after Biden moved in. It does call, and, it's, and it's visible. It, it does,
1: it does make you, it does make you pause for a minute, but. Mm-hmm. Uh... One more day, Casey.
2: I know. I'm bringing you a Christmas present tomorrow, but after the way you've ripped on me all day, I don't know why. I
1: just said it took you a long time to order (laughs) a glass of wine.
2: All right. Thanks, Rob. Good job, Kevin. And thank you for listening. (laughs) Tomorrow, it's the Kendall and Casey Christmas show on 93 WIBC.